welcome to this episode of the Fan Men Podcast. I'm DJ Gove. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. How you guys doing? Uh, all work and no play. <laughs> yeah. Today's episode brought to you by the fine folks at Red Rum. <clears throat> oh. Xbox, Netflix. Red Rum. Red Rum. Um, Red Rum. Yeah, so this is uh, this is three weeks for me tomorrow, you know, not leaving the house. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little over for me. I got my most fresh air, I think it was yesterday when DJ came to drop off. Uh, actually, this this fine fan men uh, jacket thing here. And, Very nice uh, apparel. Yeah, so I Tra- stood outside in the sun and talked for a little bit. It was nice. He was miserable. <laughs> we can't tell by your complexion. You're kind of blending into that background. Yeah, that's uh, that's this is my normal coloring. But that's skin tone, hair, the whole thing. So <laughs> the hat helps. Yeah. Basically, yeah, without the hat, you'd be the Cheshire Cat, basically. Right? The we hat, see I just kind of fade into the background. Yeah, <laughs> just floating eyes in a hat. Yeah, exactly. Just a smile. Yeah. Uh, so we've been talking about comic shop industry and comics shops in general for a while. So um, we were finally able to get the uh, guys from the Hall of Comics in South Bro Mass on. Uh, and they're going to be joining us right now on the uh, on the Zoom. Excellent. So finally, I want to welcome Jake Johnston and Johnny Mangual from the Hall of Comics in Southborough, Massachusetts. I've been wanting to have you guys on for a, for a long, long time. And, and before we start grilling you for your thoughts, I just want to say – you know, since the day I first walked into the shop, courtesy of Chris Davis saying, hey, there's this new thing called Batman Day, and it's, you know, July 23rd, and there's this great store right off Route 9. You should come with me. And and from the moment I saw the logo that I love that's on uh, Jake's T-shirt right there, reminiscent Boy, of the Hall of Justice. Nice placement. He's working yeah. it. The uh, yes. the colors, the primary red and blue, and and just the environment and the the friendliness and the friendship of you guys. This is the very definition of a local comic shop. It's been you know through thick and thin, uh, ridiculous two hundred dollar a week pull lists. Don't listen to that, Jen. To you know to oh, much thinner times. Uh, you know I've never. You know, I, I'm always been amazed by the support, an awesome store that you guys have have provided. So, welcome to the Fan Men Podcast. Finally, well, Yay. having a son, I mean, you might as well leave now after yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, it's all downhill. So it's all great downhill. being here, right? But no, thank you guys. Really appreciate the support, and we'll get into all that as we go along. But we appreciate the invite tonight, and looking forward to a good time. So, yeah, good to be here. Awesome, and and we should acknowledge the. The ridiculous array behind Jake. What? What? What am I looking at? Good lord! What? It, where is this in your house? Is that like the kitchen, the dining room? <laughs> this is this is the bathroom. That's the boom boom room. <laughs> the boom boom room. <laughs> That's the boom boom room. Go ahead, Jake. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> we joked that we had to. My wife and I said we had to buy the house so we'd have enough room for all my toys. But no, they're relegated to one room. Yeah in the house and uh i do get the entire room but yeah this is one corner the rest of it's a little in a bit of a disarray yeah. so i can't i can't provide uh, much more than what you see here but, let me but, tell uh, you having haven't actually been in the room a couple of times it is amazing 
every square inch of it has a different action figure and grouped in there. Just just to dust the damn things, I'd probably pass out. But yeah. it is phenomenal. Someday we're going to port that to the hall, the speakeasy. But we can talk about that later on. That'll be one whole wall. Put that behind the bar, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bingo. John, I need a little graphic at the bottom that says powered by Ikea because every square inch of it is yeah. Ikea. Ikea, yeah, Ikea is an action figure collector's dream. Um, like yeah. Every yeah. bookshelf. Like, see, I keep mine in the box. I don't do the oh, out-of-box thing. <laughs> no, but like Ikea shelves and Ikea bookshelves and display cases. And I think my Iron Man helmet white, white cases from Ikea, they're, they're great. So yeah. very yeah. impressive. Well, I, I'm very glad to see that. As you can see, I don't show anything behind me because it's really boring. So <laughs> He's hiding the office. I'm hiding the office uh, someday. Um, so... So one of the things we've always wanted to talk just in general about, um, you know, through different periods of the business is the the special challenges that a brick and mortar comic store faces. And and we'd wanted to talk to you about, you know, just your the your in, uh, uh, impression of the industry and how it's been doing, how it's been affecting you, how you've dealt with it. And we wanted to talk to you about that before, you know the last month or so where the world, you know, that we're in has changed so incredibly much um, with COVID-19 and, and the coronavirus. So try to forget about coronavirus for a minute, minute and tell us a bit about what it's like to be comic book retailers in your own store and the time you've been in the industry up to that point. Nick, if I kick it off. So again, thanks for the invite, guys. Uh, for us, we're entering our sixth year now, so started with a little conversation between Jake and I. We used to be at work together down at Friendly Neighborhood Comics in Bellingham. Mm -hmm. So I had got out of my professional career, which was you know, uh, selling IT, mm -hmm. and always loved comics and got an opportunity to work with a guy down at Friendly Neighborhood Comics, Ernie Pelletier. Yeah. And I got to go to basically comics college. Got to learn a little bit about it and how it worked, and it really gave me the, the knowledge, the final piece of knowledge that we needed to start. Um, Jake was a co-worker of mine there, and we just hit it off. Two different personalities and two different <laughs> yeah. ways to approach things, but it's so complimentary. We like to think of it as a Lennon-McCartney, and that's not yeah. arrogant, but the way that no. we do things is everything's done together. There's no first name, no last name. It's just it's it's the team together, including Ryan and Manoli, our mm -hmm. third partner who's not here. Manoli uh, handles our pro services. But mm -hmm. long story short, so the first five years have been a learning experience. Every year we've learned something different. One thing we wanted to strive for is to be the best in customer service that we could be at all times. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's about the experience. Everybody can sell something. You can go buy comics anywhere, but we wanted to make it an experience that was unique and different and reflected our personalities. Fortunately for me, Jake's talent beyond is just, you know, obviously his selling skills that he has. He has a fabulous job for us in positions books, but just his art skills and yeah. kind of positions, some ideas I have, and it just really works in sync. So long story short, great starting partnership, interesting five-year ride, and that leads us to here. Jake? No, I think that uh, obviously everything you said is uh, you hit it right on the head. I had always, you know, when you're a comic book fan growing up as a kid, you know, I think everybody imagines that what would it be like if I had my own comic book shop? Yeah. And even if you don't strive to do that someday, you can't help but think of what it would look like if you did. So that had always been in the back of my head but I never saw a path to get there yeah. until I met John who had the business acumen and who had a much uh, a vision further out than I could have ever had. My 
my aesthetic and my vision kind of ended on the surface. And I thought, oh, well, maybe they'd be, have a cool name and maybe it would have these colors. Yeah. I couldn't really envision what the, the business side of the creature looked like. Yeah. So meeting John and being, being able to um, connect with him on, went, oh, your idea works with my idea. Yeah, we got to do this. It was one of those things where you it, it couldn't have worked better if you if you had planned it. Yeah. You know, it just kind of fate just. I mean, just this, this really does sound like a love in, but you know, <laughs> it really. Uh, listen, without having good partnerships and good coworkers, yeah. you can't really elevate your game. And so no matter I, how many I, ideas a person can have, if you can't execute the ideas, yeah. it's insanity, right? That's what it comes yeah. down to. So to have people working with me and pushing me to be better and to be next yeah. ahead and keep going has yeah. been has been a godsend candidly and it's been like that and i think you know jake and i kirk and spock every good duo you can think of and it changes someday he's kirk you know we change it probably like you dj change it up every once in a while so but yeah so that's uh so that's been another mutual loving which has been critical and all, all the changes that we've had to make and the market's changed since once we started at apex at one point with Guardians of the Galaxy and all the movies, yeah. and it was the rage. Mm -hmm. So you can track it through all of our transactions and all of our different business um, uh, measurements that we have. You know, It's not just right. dollars and cents. If it is, you're never going to catch it. And we've been able to see that just since Sean and I have been coming in for so long. I think it was a little earlier than Sean that I came in yep. and met you for the first time, Johnny. But just watching the shop from where you guys started to the big boom with the newer books, that section expanded greatly to where we are today. Yes, I mean, there's been ebbs and flows and what your focus has been going on. So why don't you guys talk about that a little bit? Because it has certainly changed a lot since when we were first coming in yeah, to yeah. where you were before well, this happened. Great question. So it's always been a, a – right now it's a week-to-week -week thing. We can measure our business by, again, transactions, average per. We really break it down and take a look at it and make sure that we can be almost ahead of the trend. One of the things I, I saw before in my previous experience was that – you could be slow to react and you'd find yourself 10, 20 books deep. Three yeah. issues later, you say, oh, I'm not selling as much as I was, but three months you've eaten that until you make that decision. Yeah. So we tried to shrink that window as tight as we could. That's to Jake and Ryan's credit, really managing our subscription service, which gives us a barometer, quite yeah. frankly. It's our weather guide to say, okay, this is what's coming up. This looks popular. This doesn't. And really having to measure that on a week-to-week -week basis. Um, COD, it, it is a COD business for Diamond. Um, yep. It really, it really does matter. On Tuesday, the clock starts ticking for a lot of shops, right? So yeah. here we go. Yeah. There's been some really successful shops that have been able to manage that, and others that haven't and not in business anymore. Before I get too far ahead of myself, one of the and a lot of the references that I have as a comic shop and what I wanted it to be came from other shops locally. People like Bedrock Comics and Jack and Jimmy yeah. and mm -hmm. Matt down there do a fabulous job. They were my they were my guys in the eighties at, at uh, Bob City Comics. Followed them around. They were always fantastic to me, and they're really supportive of the shop, which is great. That's Entertainment out in Worcester, another shop that I respect and enjoy going to. Great people. Really lucky to have these awesome shops. Steve over at the Outer Limits. I mean, you got to go see Steve. So again, there's shops up and down here. Rubber Chicken Comics down in Bellingham. Yep. I said Friendly Neighborhood Comics, and there's been a lot popping up. It's a tough business, but uh, it's yep. a lot of fun and really uh, rewarding. And, and fortunate to have good partners to stay in the game so far. And we'll see what the next uh, few months bring, but we'll figure it out. The uh, One of the biggest things I've seen you guys do from the beginning, and I mean, 
Chris and I are particularly kind of business and financial nerds on top of comic nerds, you know. Which is why we love when you come in, because we get different <laughs> conversations going, and we glean <laughs> some knowledge, and you guys are pretty yeah. forthright, so we yeah. appreciate that as well. I saw you guys come in and start with a lot more brains and, and combo and resources, you know, as you said, Jake, where it, it wasn't just ideas and a wish, it was a combo of some, you know, bringing in some experience that got you to the point where you were already trying to get ahead and understand of where you were going, how to deal with that, you know, diversify revenue streams, deal with the inherent person-to-person nature of selling physical comics on a weekly basis while also realizing that your market is not just the people who happen to drive by on Route 9 or live around, but in fact are distributed and online and not just new books, but old books. And then, you know, the advent of online live video auctions, things like that. You've always been very creative in trying different things. Store variants, you know, being in there in some ways earlier than others, but also adjusting and pairing that, it's been very, very interesting to watch. And and I think I think you guys have been really fortunate to have that mix of, you know, the the two, the three of you and the rest of the team. Um but how 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 has that been in terms of fun versus stress? Like I always think of the picture of Jake getting scared you know scared favorite video every year yeah can't wait for them to repost that you can't edit that clip in can you because that was um, i i might be able to probably drop it in yeah actually i'll probably figure out how to drop that in yeah just give me the video yes i think that the level of fun is important because it does offset the stress which comes with any physical retail store that's trying to survive in this day and age, the comic book aspect aside, we live in an Amazon world. And if you're going to survive as a uh, retail business, never mind the extra challenges that come with the comic book industry. uh, Of course, there are going to be stressors. Mm -hmm. I I chuckle to myself now, having been on this side of the counter, uh, when people now must look at it and think, oh, you guys have the best job (laughs) in the world. We get to sell comic books. And I'm thinking in my head, well, yeah, we do, but that doesn't negate the fact that we have the same you know, challenges as any uh, a retail business. So as stressful as it may get, though, I still I think I must wake up every day and think, how did this like how did I get to the point where I am for six years now, which is a lot to say for any business, yeah. six years, oh, we've been running the comic book store that I would want to shop at. You know, in all modesty, I would want to shop at it if I were a comic book fan. I'm pretty proud of that, and I'm pretty proud of what uh, we've all been able to do together as a team uh, in the in the face of those various challenges, the online um, presence that so many big comic book dealers have, the the fact that we decided we were going to be a comic book shop for comic book fans, not to not carry the games, to not carry the cards. Right which still surprises some people, but it's like, no, very it's, rare. Yeah. But John and I just yeah. early on, like we didn't, 
we didn't want to bring that into the mix because it's really for us. It's that's that's what we love. That's what we know. That's what we. Yeah, want and that, and again, we don't want to sound arrogant, but for <laughs> our vision was we wanted to be a professional comic shop. Sometimes yeah. you know, sometimes the mix is better for shops that have games and have cards. And our expertise are not in those areas, and our yeah. passion aren't in that area. And the people that collect that stuff can smell that a mile away. They know yeah. you're just trying to make a buck, and they won't frequent. So why do it? Don't do it half-assed. So yeah. we knew comics. We felt comfortable that we could work together and acquire more knowledge. We built the business out based on not just revenues coming in, but also skill set of the team that we had right. and what we thought we could do to create a larger presence as a store. Yeah. Because, again, yeah. diversification is important. Yeah. But it's also the branding and keeping consistent to the message in what we feel as a shop. We have a certain way that, you know, that we like to do things in a certain way and that we'd like to have done for us. And customer yeah. service is number one. Well, I, I, and you can you can see that in the that focus in the clientele that you've pulled together. Yeah. When you look at it, it tends to be an older, more sophisticated. I watch the names on the auctions each week. And it's the same group of people shopping for the same time. I mean, there's I liked it better when people weren't paying attention because it was easier to snipe some of those older books, but it's, you've yeah, definitely well, drawn that focus. And that was just, again, one of those, one of those opportunities where, where innovation met where we were as a team and as a business. And we could say, Hey, great, let's do this and augment what we had already done. And yeah, we appreciate the people that join us for all those auctions. It keeps us shop because we've got to keep showing different books. If you get yeah. the same 80%, 85% of the time and the same people, which is great. You got to make sure we entertain. I mean, you guys know that, right? People listen when they're entertained and when they like the people involved and you know, we can stand by the product. But yeah, that's been a lot of fun and we appreciate that. So professional comic shop is what we're going for. One of the things I wanted to ask and, and you know, one of the things you just kind of showed as, as you went through that is a specific focus, right? You've, you've spent a lot of time thinking and evolving and dealing with that. One of the big challenges that I think among all the challenges that, that you you would start as a business is the space that you had was relatively tight, right? The, the, the store is not a wide-ranging space. And so a lot of the shifts you've made over time have had a very, you know, it's a very focused view of it, right? The choice to not carry certain things or to shift around, you know, between new masses of new books more old books, this much on the wall that, you know, talk to me about how you approached that little bank that you, <laughs> that you moved into well, and turned it into that space. So it's so, you know, and Jake will certainly chime in here, but for me, it's always been about at bats, right? If I have a certain amount of people coming into the shop each time, you know, why are they really coming in? And you start to learn that. And as you go along, you start to play to your strengths and that's really what it's been about. Well, we jumped into Funko Pops, enjoyed them. I still collect them. But as a business, we saw that, okay, when Michael's has them and other places, large you know, Bonds and Noble starts having mm -hmm. exclusives, yeah. it's time for yeah. the little guy to get out of it because you're not going to get that share. I know yeah. you're a big, big guy collector too, <laughs> Mr. Gove. So, but uh, <laughs> they are, they're, they're addictive. They are addictive. Yeah. But so we just, we saw the trend kind of going away from us and we made a decision right there. We didn't linger it. We didn't. The same thing with action figures. We realize, you know, we're not Target and we're not the places that action figure people come to. So why try to act like we know it? And but we do with Jake certainly. But why try to? It's not our focus. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's he just brought up the action figures. That's a good point. That you know, because I was about to say, why don't you guys have more action figures and toys with what's behind Jake? But then you realize, like, even places like GameStop, Barnes and Noble, some of these figures coming out now, they're charging twenty five to thirty bucks a figure when the WalMarts and the Targets can still charge nineteen ninety seven. And you're just you're behind the eight ball from the start. So why get involved in the inventory if yeah. you have that hard of a time moving it? Except for like you know yeah. your Batman who laughs and your Hellbats and yeah. your your, your one off. So it's like why bother? So that ties into Sean's previous question about maximizing the space. Somebody like that's entertainment. They have great space and they have a great wall to display action figures and they do it well. So it's all part of their business mix. But it's again, we, we, we have, we have tested things. We tried manga, right? We figured we have Framingham state right up the road. We figured manga would be a good hit. Again, not my background expertise and not Jake's. We tried to acquire the knowledge, but there just wasn't a thirst for it. So we went away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have little spots that we can try things out as, and we're pretty flexible with the shop. And I always believe you can make it a little bit better. And depending yeah. on where you're at as a business, we could flip it up. But yeah, Jake? yeah I think uh, something that Sean was getting at early on may have been just the, maybe I'm wrong, but just the physical layout of yeah. the store. And anybody like you guys who are regulars, you've seen the different manifestations mm-hmm. that the shop has taken on. Mm-hmm. And Which usually I think- happens when Jake goes away. Yeah. Away for a weekend, Ryan and I. yeah, all of a sudden if the I racks are all moved. Now walls. It's like the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> it's done, and Jake shows up. He's like, "Wow, you got to, you got to keep your Jake on the top." I, I couldn't figure out where one of the fixtures had gone to. It was completely missing. <laughs> and, but, uh, that's part of that's part of the fun, though. It keeps, I think, it keeps it interesting for people who are in there as often as once every two weeks or maybe even once every week, who wants to go into the same store for too long over and over again? Keeps it interesting for them, keeps it interesting for us. Yep. And there's also the upside to finding out, ooh, this little tweak right here yeah. really then makes everything else click into place. So that's part of keeping it interesting for us and making it work as well as it can for people coming in there. And, yeah. and uh, for me, it's Ryan loves to move stuff around. I think he has a PhD <laughs> in moving stuff. Probably ask his wife, but uh, Ryan's desire to move stuff and Jake's fantastic ability to frame something with a sign and with a look and a color. Yep. yep. I mean, to be a fool not to move the place around. Right. Yep. But, but really yeah, we well, do it so well, we can <laughs> add focus to different, <laughs> to different uh, products and different things that we're focused on at the time. Yep. The uh, so so thanks for that great. You know, I I wish everybody could see and know the store that I know and love, and and uh, hopefully soon people will be able to physically come back to it. Talk go. to me about how the last month, which right, we're recording on April fifth. It's a Sunday. We're about three weeks into a significant shift. And a couple weeks into almost a full shift of people not being out, people not even be able to go anywhere. What's that been like for you? And how were you prepared or unprepared for where you're at now? So I think for us, it was getting a realistic look at it early on four weeks ago going, okay, this could go down. And fortunately, we're prepared because we had developed an online store. We had we had take our marginal profits and we rolled it back into the store. 
with not only employees like Ryan and John and my son yeah. Matt, and we've had you know other people come in and give us a hand. So get those assets moving and starting to frame up the store. We've always had the, uh, the eBay shop, and we also had our own shop. So over time, we developed that. And we noticed we had more inventory. That was okay. We can bag and board it, but comics for a buck, and that was born about three years ago. And we've been moving that along with the limited resources. You can kind of like move something heavy to a spot. And we'd come back to it, move it to a spot, and we'd go up there and move it. That's how it had to work, but we were fortunate enough to have these all things converge. So from a from a challenge standpoint, we have the shop that's physically closed down, but we just shift our focus and our resources now mm-hmm. to work the other three avenues that we had developed and to introduce the latest one. So it was two, right? The, our mm-hmm. eBay shop and our web shop. Yep. Great inventory there. We can still ship up until now. God forbid if that closes down, right? If uh, the yeah. postal workers and all these all these true heroes that are out there working, yep, right, every day now. And so, you know, God forbid if something happens to them and the farmers and things like that. But staying in context, it was okay. We have these avenues to still to showcase this merchandise. So between right. the live the live streaming auctions that we have, and then the two shops we had, okay, let's shift the resources there pretty quickly. How do you break down? How do you break down the shop business, though, the day-to-day business? Make sure our customers still get their books, and so we work through those processes, every little step. And I, I said to Ryan about a week or two ago, I says, "Dude, it goes. It was like Miyagi, right? Wax on, wax off, yeah. paint the fence, and then all of a sudden, all these skills that we had acquired, yes. setting up these other businesses." all came together so now you're like ralph macchio the karate kid and he's like invoicing and he's doing everything that he needs to do yep. quickly to pivot on a dime this business yeah. yep. and again without resources and without prior knowledge yes. and he couldn't steer this course yeah. and everyone's been eyeing a willed and it's been a lot of work it's been a challenge no doubt but it's it's been very satisfying too in a lot of ways sorry jake yeah. no that's uh that's certainly accurate the one uh piece of the puzzle that i think you mentioned it in passing, but I think it was especially important for us was the, we do, um, for those who don't know, we do a hour and a half to two hour long auction once a week using the live feature that Facebook video had provided. And we'd been doing that for a little over a year, I believe at mm-hmm. the time when things happened. So the way I saw it transitioning was, okay, we can provide more or less the hall of comics experience to regular fans and you know fellow fans and friends mm-hmm. online virtually without the physical store there so that was that was the path i think getting us to continuing to operate and right. you know and and be um able to function even with the doors shuttered at yep. the at the brick and mortar location because if you had had to shift gears too quickly and into something yeah. like that using the zoom feature that we're seeing here tonight, yeah. I, I, that would have been so much more difficult, but we've been doing that for over a year. So it was like, okay, not that big a deal. You know? Yeah. So how can we do it and stay within this, the, the socially conscious you know, yeah. physical distancing that we needed to do? It used to be all of us in a room on a Monday night presenting through Facebook live. So it's okay. What do we do next? It's quickly pivot. Okay. Let's try zoom. And we worked through it and we broke down the show and how we do it. And again, without so without the people to my left and my right and understanding and depending on them to get things done and to not panic, okay, we're gonna change something. Some people break. Yeah. yeah. These people are like, okay, man, we had already done it, getting back to the karate kid, yeah. wax on, wax off. We'd already pivoted 
to create these new business models from the online to the live streaming to what have you. And it's, it's been great. And it's allowed us to stay connected to our community, to our tribe too, which yeah. is just as important. Sure. Revenue is revenues, you know, the name of the game. That's yep. how we pay the rent. Yep. But at the same time, we don't do this to get rich. This is not a get rich business. This yep. is a soul enriching type yep. of business. And it's, you know, something I'm happy to get up and go do every day versus, you know, you guys all know you guys work hard. Everybody works hard here. And you certainly yep. sacrifice for your business and family time and, Having done all this, that now to do this, I'm very fortunate in a lot of ways. And couldn't do it again without the support of the customers, yourselves included, and, and great partners and great friends like Jake Ryan, Manoli, John, Matt. It's pretty it's amazing stuff. Well, it's been. You made it, a, yeah, go oh, ahead. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, you made a great point there with the auctions, where, especially in the last couple of years, my time in the shop has dropped from what it used to be. You could have set up a cot there for me the first couple of years. Yes. I could have just lived there. And work has just taken me traveling. But that's always kind of given me – Heather would always joke. You can tell. Whenever the auction invoice is really big, Chris was in a hotel room somewhere. Uh, that's it. Because he was there. It. Kidding, exactly. Yeah, he was down in New York or something like that. But it still gave you a connection to the community. Yeah. You know, it still gave you the option to interact with everybody. And it was a big part of it. It is. Listen, so, so we call ourselves – so we are the uh, – the land of misfit toys, right? The Hall of Comics. Every, everybody that works there and works for it is a part of the land of misfit toys. Every one of us has a unique story and a unique background, but connecting into the community like that as well is important. We have some very unique customers and very unique people, but it just makes the place so much better because I see different types of people every day and it makes me look forward to going in candidly, despite what we need to do in the background to keep the magic show going. Yeah, that, right? it, that's it, a good it really point. is what it's all about. It's well, a good you, point because my conversations with each individual in that shop is vastly different. Yeah. Oh, tone, what Jake and I will turn to talk about is that you and I get into dollars and cents, Johnny. We're actually <laughs> talking about the books when I'm talking to Jake and who the hell knows with Ryan and John. But, yeah. And then well, Maddie's first, another beast entirely. Chris, back to the uh, auction real quick. Am I remembering this right? Are you the one who made some claims one time from an airplane? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, I yeah. did from that sounds so famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, get I believe I watched days. and I think I participated listening or lurking on an auction from a plane, but it was, okay. it was definitely Chris that, you know, cha-chinged a few. I'm certain. No. Yeah. So Shane, I had the, uh, not mentioning that uh, that would be our first mile high club experience. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. I, I, hate hate a, hate a I always knew Colorado. it was good, but. <laughs> I remember getting the uh, the slack. the 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 Wi-Fi on the airplane sucks tonight. And I go back to the auction where I'm working. And I was like, "Oh, I want that." Before Chris Davis, I'm like, "Fucking Chris, it's good." Enough. You know, it's like, <laughs> Wi-Fi's good enough. So, so the thing about the auction too, and pivoting with that during this time, going back to uh, I guess the original framing question was, you know, what's been going on the last month is uh, if we hadn't built up that one year of experience yeah. and customer clientele, it's awful tough for a shop to right now start any sort of online store, any yeah. sort of present, it is mm-hmm. virtually impossible. So yeah. to be as fortunate as we have to build that up, but again, getting back to the Miyagi, right? We've been doing all these different things and now they've come to fruition. Yeah. We just got to keep working them and stay solvent and want to make sure we're there. And who knows in four or five months if anybody's going to have, have any money to pay yeah. their bills, let alone buy friggin' comic books. Yeah. So we're realistic and we're not getting beyond our noses and mine's not too long. But in all seriousness, we can't. But we also have to be able to be flexible yeah. and 
And we're, again, fortunate, you know, the landlords have been really good. We haven't had any issues and we've been enjoying them. So the folks at BTT have been great. Zumi Pizza opening up next to us has been yeah. huge. Yeah, so oh, for those amazing. that haven't seen the shop and don't know the era, I apologize. But yeah, I've been really fortunate with a lot of things. And so we just got to keep pushing it, right? Just got to keep working it. But we want to give value. It's yeah. not about just, hey, give us your money because we got to stay open. It's yeah. we want to provide a value. We want to provide entertainment just like you. So if you feel like you're getting something, and Chris, you're a huge Disney guy, right? You get out of Disney and you're throwing money at them for friggin' $10 Mickey Mouse ice cream, and you're happy as hell. Yeah. If you feel like you're getting something in life, people are happy with, you know, they'll always be happy giving you cash. I'll, we want to give value. It's so important to yeah. us and fair value. I think It's, it's, a, good, our, it's a very good ice cream. <laughs> really months, good ice it cream. better be good. I, I do think that our value proposition and challenge is a little bit easier because – we don't charge, you know. <laughs> we don't yeah. charge any money, That's it. so well, it's that, right? so we don't have to deliver anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's, you know, it's it is certainly there's some luck involved in. I, I think all three of us, you know, on the fanman side, have talked in recent episodes about the fact that the three of us are still not just still working, but working our butts off, you know, and there and there's a lot of. There's a lot of incredible fortune and, you know, blessing in that. But I'm really glad you, you kind of said wax on, wax off, because that's that's one of my one of my big, you know, it's all about fundamentals. And it's been one of my loves of your store and getting to know you guys. And and certainly, Johnny, you know, the experience and kind of the processes you bring in, the those are fundamentals and there is luck involved. But so much of the luck is preparing yourself for, you know, an, uh, unanticipated change or anticipating as much as possible that the fundamentals can shift. So whether that's revenue or logistics or staffing or, you know, having the right mix of talents, you guys have always really shown an active attention to that, the industry, both local and global and national, you know, and and so it's been a joy to see you guys have so much ability to shift. And, and one of the things my boss has been saying uh, for for my team and work for the past year or so is be like water, find a way, right? Which is motivation for us. And that that has instilled in us so many skills, like you said, that now that there's real obstruction in our way, we're already primed to push not just at the thing we're pointed at, but in every, you know, left, right, up, down, figure out how to move, you know, move your mission, move your value, move your community forward. And so, you know, congrats on doing that. Obviously, we've got a, a lot of difficulty ahead of us, you know, at every level, you know, personally to, to globally. Um, so... You know, definitely wish you luck in continuing that, but it's been fantastic to see that you have been Miyagiing the shit out of things. Yeah, and <laughs> working with the right set of people, right? And to your river point, the river is the river's strongest when it's going in one direction. Mm-hmm. And so working with people that I have been working with the past five to six years has been a blessing and yep. allows us knowing what their skill sets and my skill set is meshed together the end of the day, we want to deliver books to people. We want people to have escapism. We want to feel like they're getting the value. And they want we really want them to root for us because we you know, we are good people. We do the best we can every yes. day and 
try to make an honest living like everyone else and we'll bend over backwards I and mean, we want to make sure everybody's enjoying this medium that we all love well so i want to take i want to jump in here real quick and just um john's giving out um you know and rightly so accolades to a lot of the the uh the team and the support staff in the face of what's hey, going on should i be drinking for this Jake? yes <laughs> <laughs> but I am special, special to our customer base. I have seen and heard some amazing things from our customers that some people who maybe weren't so wouldn't be that vocal on a on a regular basis. Now they're suddenly, what can I do? Can I buy a gift card? Can I do this? Can I do that? How can I support you guys? Like to the point where it's it's impressive. It's moving because I'm thinking about people out there who really need the help and really want the support. And we're just this little comic book store. So the fact that they would uh, vocalize that is it's really impressive. I had a subscriber just the other day email me and say, you know, can you invoice me for my books that I've got put aside? And while you're at it, I want you to tack $50 onto that or anybody who had to cancel their pull list because they lost their job. Yeah. And I was just, I didn't know how to, I was really taken aback at that. And this is somebody who's, he's not too long out of college. He probably doesn't have boatloads of money, mm -hmm. but he wanted to help somebody else and help us at the same time. So our, our fans and our customers are so amazing in the face of this. It's, it's pretty cool. I think there's two, two things there. Sorry, DJ, just, no, you, you already, you know, you hit on it a lot earlier, Johnny. It's, it's that you, you do have a community and the, the kind of customer service focus and just the way you've managed to build up social interactions online, everything that provides, you know, that, that seeds the field that can bear fruit when it, you know, when the challenging times come. But the flip side of it is also, there aren't many ways a lot of people f can see how to help people, right? And so, and so when you have those interactions, particularly virtually or on the phone or an email right now, because we don't have them face to face, you're seeing people, all of whom are good people challenged in their own shit, pardon my French, but, but, you know, that's a, that's an expression of not just goodwill that you've engendered and community bonds that you've done, but also just people trying to figure out how they can feel like they've done something rather than sit at home, you know, dealing with their own stuff. And we certainly, again, we appreciate everyone's reaching out and everyone's concern. And it is kind of funny, right? People are going through unprecedented times and yeah. the, the weirdest shit in the world is currently happening. And yeah. to take the time out and say, man, I hope my comic book shop is still there and I really want it to be there, sends a message to us that makes us even want to get through this even, even more so now. Yeah. It's right. a testament to the people that you are and the relationships. Yeah, well, we built. appreciate that. It's a business at the end of the day, but the friendships come from from natural times through these type of situations, not through the business ones. But Jake, would you agree with that? What's your? Uh, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that uh, uh, this thing's a love it. And I love it. I could have did <laughs> well, this years ago. <laughs> I've been trying. We'll get back to normal. I could have got on this show years ago. <laughs> I mean, simply put, if all we want to sell comic books, we could do what other places have done, and we could build we could build a website, and we could just send comic books out to people. Yeah. But the the heart of it, that brick and mortar location, allows a allows a meeting place, a gathering spot yeah. that people have come to know. We get to know you guys. I mean, when I see Sean walk through the door, or Chris or DJ, it's a face I know, and I'm like, oh, hey, not you know, 
not like, hey, they're here to buy comics. It's like, hey, here's that guy that I haven't seen in a few weeks. <laughs> Where I, have I you been? Go, I usually go, months. hey, what's that guy's name again? I can't remember people's <laughs> names. Hey, what's that freaking guy's name again? <laughs> yeah. well, the giant stuff box, like, three months old. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. But yeah, what a cast of characters we have that come in. It's it's a lot of fun. It's like the Wizard of Oz every day in there. <laughs> so what do you what do you see right it has oh, been shit. a love fest and i'm not going to apologize nah, for that nah, right. now let's do it i got oh. some dirt i want to share some dirt let's go no, <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't have any you're looking I've for listened to this show before i'm ready let's go <laughs> <laughs> i can go get my wife she hates people um the... that's why i like her <laughs> yeah well uh, real we'll... quick sean for you get going so yeah you, you guys brought up the whole you know we're living in the amazon world and let's you know people are trying to help out I think you're realizing now, as you've been, you know, shuttered into your house for three weeks straight now, you kind of miss that, like, that brick-and-mortar experience. Like, I miss, like, yeah. you know, I don't get out there as often as these two guys because I'm so far away. Like, mm. I'm more towards the that's east side of the state. Mm. I make the drive when I can to go out that way. But you really, and Chris and I have talked about before, you do miss the, I'm just going to go to the store and walk around and go pick up a couple things. And, yeah. like, you, you kind of miss that interaction with people, especially, you know, you guys. You guys know your stuff, and it's such a nice store. And, you know, you guys have the awesome wall full of books. And there's always something cool to look at. Like you walk in, you're like, holy shit, you guys have one of those. And you miss that interaction. You can't get on an Amazon or on even like, you know, like Midtown's website or something like that. You just, mm-hmm. you can't, you it's can't put a price on. Yeah. You can't put a price on that human experience, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, that's, that's really our only advantage over those other situations, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody can buy anything off of Amazon, good and bad, right? the end of the day we have to be a unique experience it's how we've always looked at it i mean i want to take the time to go to the shop you know the shop's supposed to be a respite for everyone you know open the door mm-hmm. close it chill out you know no you know if you don't bring your kids in you can relax your wife's not there just unwind same thing for the ladies ladies come in they are their men they are their kids they relax and everybody's different right when they're in a nice yeah. relaxed my wife environment. goes in without me so i know that's how we love to see heather <laughs> she's awesome i know where's where's i know where's heather but so I'm sure start, Heather's someplace. So I'm sorry. I think I meandered down a couple of roads here, but you were asking. So the business changed over the last three weeks for us. Okay, we pivoted real quick and took care of all of our subscribers. And, you know, we did mail order to everybody that last week. Hmm. Really strange time, right? So Diamond says, this hmm. is it. We're not going to yeah. ship anymore. Prior to that, the lead up, the Fiora, that, that so we're involved with a few um retailer groups on Facebook, one of them called Final Order Cutoff, and there's mm-hmm. retailers mm-hmm. nationwide, and there's also uh, people from different um, distributors, and DC Marvel has a rep on it. Long story short, shops across the country, across the world, lost their minds. Yeah, It was Armageddon, this is it, this is the last comics I'm going to get, and then there's talk about, okay, well, maybe we can still ship them to businesses that can accept them and not. The mess that ensued and the anger and the, and the fear was palpable. Yeah, and it's still shops not sure what to do, and mm-hmm. Florida ones just closed up. So that's the yep. background, and the, and Diamond now decides, okay, we're going to close it up. We're not going to ship anything, so nobody's going to have any competitive advantage. And some people right. can take shipments. California can't have shipments in. So long story short, Diamond souffles, and we go, okay, now what do we do? Well, this is what we still have to do on this brick and mortar mission, but now we have these other ones. The two in particular was streaming, and the other one was online eBay in our own shop. So let's accentuate that and quickly light the, as as I like to say, is the other rings, right? Ringling Brothers had three rings. If the center ring was dark, they still had acts going on in the left and the right. So yeah. same thing. Let's dim this one and still work the left and the right. And we were in a position to do so. And 
we have done so, but the amount of work that it's caused, it's yeah. has been almost three times what it normally would be, especially for guys like Jake and Ryan. Jake, the amount of emails and messages and everybody reaching out to be nice, but also saying, hey, listen, can I get, can I, it's, it's been awesome, but it's been overwhelming. Oh, yeah. uh, would you agree, yeah, Jake? Yeah, I never, if you had told me a while ago what was going to happen, I'd be like, oh, so kind of sucks I'll won't be at work, but uh, at least I'll get some downtime, get some stuff done around the house. <laughs> no. And, like, yeah, John, no. John's exaggerating. Everything cranked up because you don't want to. The customer service, I think, is so key right now because I, I, I've been making a point of responding to everybody. I don't want anybody to think that they're going to yeah. fall through the cracks or not get attended to or whatever. And that's easy to do when you're all at a central point and you either pick up the phone or I just wait for the door to open. Mm -hmm. But now it's through email. It's a few times removed and yep. just attending to everybody's got to, well, can you send me this or do you have that over there? And we want to not, you know, yep. provide the one thing that maybe is going to help them forget about the crap that's going on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's been a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so when our, so when our business is pivoting in midair and you have all this fear online and resellers, it's been incredible to watch. It's been embarrassing at times too. Candidly, I've seen retailers react in a way that's been very unprofessional, blaming Diamond, blaming Marvel, blaming DC. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, everyone's lives have been turned upside down. They can't be thinking yeah. first about my comic shop. I'm realistic about it. Yeah. You know, no one knows. People like comic shops are demanding to know. And, you know, I am a shop and I respect the ones that have been here longer than me. I really do. At the end of the day, let's be realistic. People are screaming at Diamond because they haven't made a statement. Well, wait a minute. Their lives just got flipped up just like us. Yep. They're worried about their families, too. They're not saying, hey, I'm worried about the Hall of Comics and Self-Pro. It's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. And no one freaking knows. No one knows yeah. if the printers can ever go back on again. Nobody knows when and if they'll ever go back on again. So to flip out, it's been crazy. So instead of getting broiled in that whole situation, we said, listen, this is where we're going. Let's go. Yep. And to our, to our team and I, I think our business and our customers' credit, it was okay. Cool. Let's do it. Yep. All positive, no issues, and no breakdowns so far. But yeah. so the whole diamond retailer thing is going to be interesting yeah. to see how this all plays out. And I have no idea if print comics will ever be back. Yeah. This, I've I've always been one to say, you know, it makes more sense for them to go all digital and, and lower the cost, right? The shipping, yeah. the printing, the moving from place yeah. to place. Yeah. Uh, so they, at some point, they really would like to do that especially when kids are on their tablets all the time. That's what they're teaching them. Yeah. So maybe it just exacerbates that. And there's been a, an attempt at that. And Jake probably talk about that, right? The old comics hub. Yeah. Yeah. Disaster or idea. If you guys have read that one, I want the physical book in my hand. I don't want digital. I know. Yeah. I know. DJ, but but uh, we're old. So they're going to start to write, off, yeah. write us off at some point. And, <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's, so that's a realistic concern for retailers. I've always been one. If it turns off, it might never turn on again. Yeah. And, and I mean, no matter what happens, the impacts, you know, are wide ranging, right? We know that no matter what stuff, stuff can't go back to the way it was without, if, if ever, without going through all kinds of change and shifting. I think DJ got a call there. He's very popular. No, He's and very it's popular. And so that's not to say that comics won't exist in one shape oh, yeah. or form. They certainly will. There's too oh, much yeah. talent out there. There's too, too many, many stories. stories to yeah, it yeah. just depends on what's the deliverable. Mm -hmm. And if and if uh, new comics aren't around in six months, we'll continue to focus on 
old comics and reading the classics and what we have are already in the shop that you may never seen before. Yeah. So we'll try to exist in some way, shape or form and we'll see what the road looks like ahead. But right now it's streaming forward. There's still holes in uh, in my Batman and Detective runs. Ah, and, I got some and, classic Batman tomorrow night. Oh, yeah? yeah. Nice. Man. Hey, Hogan, I think you're busy. I'm, I'm, am I? Be a good sure. one. I'm usually busy. No. When when the news about Diamond came out, it brought me back to a bunch of the conversations that we the three of us had had in the shop at various times. When you look at what the volume of the comics being sold with these new issues, and you'd have top new issue for a week might be 160,000, 180,000. Yep. I mean, that's minuscule compared to when some of us got into, well, you predate me, but do you think of the Jim Lee X-Men run? Those kind of things. So there was that same thought kind of popped into my head, John. When, yeah. It, is it, there the possibility that it just kind of peters out? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't mean to dominate things here, but Jake, feel free to jump in. Yeah, please. either. Just, Sorry. Jake's a pretty no. rude and aggressive guy, so yeah, I have to watch but, out for him. Uh, so, 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 Chris, the way that, the way that comic prices have snuck up, right, they're four ninety nine. You don't really notice it until you check out, right? And I don't mm-hmm. notice it sometimes until I get the invoice. I'm like, oh, that's no longer three ninety nine. It's four ninety nine now. And there's a there's been a lot of seven ninety nine comics and a couple of ten dollar comics. Ten dollar yep. comics. And it's at some point it starts to look like the baseball card model, right? With yep. it's too expensive mm. for younger audience to get into, and instead of being able to afford ten comics, you can only really get six. And yeah. so you're moving the P from one side of the plate to the other. Yeah. And as a and as a person providing content like DC, Marvel, or any of the independents, it's like. Okay, I gotta. I have to get this into people's hands, but it's too expensive. What's the cost model? What can I cut out here to make it more widely adopted? Yep. At some point, that might be the case. Let's be realistic. I mean, how many people can afford a seven ninety nine comic? It's a lot to ask. Right, so and that, yeah. that, that's taking into account. That's if it's somebody who's already into comics. Forget about an audience who's maybe coming up. They're younger, whatever, and they want to dip their toe in the water. You're telling me it's five dollars for this for this comic, and you know everybody's well aware. Oh, they used to be ten cents, or they used to be fifty, or they used to be seventy-five, or whatever. It, it, it's just it's makes it difficult to build that audience to bring the younger readers into it. They don't have five dollars to drop on one single comic. It's and it's yeah. a lot to ask parents too, right? These things, right? They, they get they get twisted and ripped up and thrown the bottom of the you know back of the toy drawer. But that's why we have the dollar comics bin, right? So we'll always make comics accessible. But if you don't get comic people into the weekly yeah. portion of comics, or that's consecutive reading comics, you know that's a very special road to this uh, to this whole hobby. Is the mm-hmm. you know the episodic way that the week rolls out, and you pick up your books and how you read them, and you get into that regimen. And so having that been broken last Wednesday was the first no not <laughs> for the first time Wednesday, ever. Probably since the uh, Civil War era, probably, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. First non-New Comic Wednesday, I would guess. But yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, you could feel it, too. It was very strange for us. I'm sure strange for a lot of people. But again, it's why we went out and did something like, you know, we were able to do a streaming Zoom of not not quite New Comic Wednesday and still kept us connected to as many people as we could. And they were generous enough to buy some some merchandise that we had put up. And But just got to keep creative and keep moving and keep connected. That's but we're also prepared that if in six months, if nobody's got any cash flow, that you know that we're going to start growing radishes or something. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. So quick question, because you got something I've always wanted to ask someone who's actually you know on the forefront with the shop and the the books and the subscriptions that 
I was always been curious about, uh, especially going forward. So you brought up the you brought up the kids. So let's say things go back to normal and print books start being printed again in the volume they were beforehand. Are you guys worried about with the kids now? Because I, I know a lot of kids. You know, everyone's into the Marvel movies and they kind of seem to drive like the nerd landscape. But now that you have like your Iron Man's dead, your Captain America's gone, and your f- next phase, you're worried. You know, you're banking on you know, Captain Marvel to kind of lead the forefront. Are you guys worried about Marvel book sales with the characters now that the kids don't really have those big guns to watch on movies? No, because you know why? It's the kids who are, it. it's, stra- it's strange to, um, to imagine, but it's the kids who are being drawn to the newer characters, DJ, because they're imagining, okay, Captain America, Iron Man, that's my dad's hero, or that's my granddad's hero. And yeah, he's cool, but wait a minute. You mean there's this new hero who just started? All right, that's going to be mine. That even if it's um, stuff that looks ridiculous to us, like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, or and not that she's ridiculous, but the the newer uh, Ms. Marvel. Yeah. The younger readers who are very new to it totally embraced those characters. And let me tell you, I don't think they, I don't think it would phase them as much as you'd think if Iron Man and Captain America went away from the comic books the same way they went away. They've gone away now in the movies. Those kids would be okay. They'll read uh, about uh, Miles Morales or some of the, the new uh, Nova kids, Sam Alexander. They'll read about them all day and night. They're, well, that's they good. Love those. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I really think the influence of the movies into the shop from a dollar standpoint is greatly exaggerated. And I would say that for most shops as well. It makes people aware of the characters. doesn't necessarily, they don't come in and all of a sudden, it does happen, but it doesn't happen as often as you when we opened in 2014, when we opened in 2014, you definitely saw that. We John and I had an anecdote that we'd tell people about a grandmother who had just seen Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Story too. Thought that um, Peter Quill, Chris Pratt, was the best thing since sliced bread, and, and wanted to see a Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if she would have read it, but she wanted to see one of the comics. Well, yeah, John, John's right. Now these days. Not really. Yeah. So, but kids are finding their way into this hobby, not necessarily by the movies. It's by video games. It's through YouTube videos. It's through either Disney Plus, any of the streaming. I've had a couple kids come in and start talking to me about Modoc and about these obscure characters. I'm like, what? Awesome. The, where the hell did you find That's out? awesome. He goes, well, he's on the new video game and I was Modoc. And he goes, oh, I said, cool. So, yeah. Again, we were overrated, but people are coming in from different ways. They're coming underground, over the fence, through the fence. So it's been good. It kind of augments everything for us. We had, again, pivot on the dime, though, and understand where the trend's going. And you know, a good example is Harley, right? When yeah. Four or five years ago when we opened, Harley's a mainstay. She's going to have a job for life when she's ready. But, you know, she gets to an age now and she's into basketball or into her friends, and that kind of wanes a little bit. And so you got to – it all peters in and out, and that's what happens with all of these Certainly. type of hobby things. Uh, no, it's you know, it's all good. Um, I'm always gonna have that shot of her in the Wonder Woman outfit in the shop. That's it. That's good. She'll be back. She'll be back. Oh, She'll she will. Back. No, and too, she's. So. It is. It's funny. The the interest does wane, right? She likes coming in now more to see you guys than it is because she's looking for a book or yep. something like that. Which is she was a pop, she was a pop maniac. Pop. Oh my god! Sell baby, sell. It was brutal. That's baby well, DJ. On, yeah, well, yeah. Well, then, then on the flip, like my daughter, she's still into the characters. Like she still wants her Harley books. She's the one pushing me to finish Umbrella Academy. 
She's the one wanting to watch like, you know, all these animated movies as they come out, even though like the DC ones are over now. So she's the one that pushed me towards that stuff. She's still really into the characters. She's like, you know, when she found out Wonder Woman got postponed to August, she was pissed because that's, that's her character. She's been waiting for that movie forever. So luckily, even though she's almost 19 now, she's deeply into that whole the, the character thing. She only does like the one or two books. She does not read like 10 books every month, but like, you know, when stuff comes up that piques your interest, the Catwoman 66 cover, stuff like that. She she wants it for her set. Ah, here nice, we go. That's a great one. J. Scott Campbell cover. That oh, was awesome. Course, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so talk about a tsunami, right? Getting back to the real world now, you're seeing everything getting pushed out, right? We see professional sports seasons almost going to be canceled and some going to start mm. late. We don't know if they're ever going to start them again and the impact of that. Same thing in Hollywood, right? All these movies are getting shuffled and pushed and pushed. I'm just worried about Kong versus Godzilla, right? That's my main concern. Now they're going to get shifted again. Oh, yeah? New Mutants will get shifted no for the sixth time. I think right? New Mutants is going right to plus it's, somehow. It's, I don't think yeah, gonna it's going to be on the dollar bin. So, I, you know, we're, what, three weeks into this or two weeks into this supposed to be? And I still haven't watched uh, that new Harley Quinn movie, though. I haven't broken down yet. It's really good. It's really it's actually, good. It's fun. It's really? fun. Okay, too. Yeah. Hey, John, we should watch that. What? Oh, you saw it? No, I haven't. We should, you and I yeah, should watch yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, we should check it out. I want to see it. I yeah, did it's watch got the, the uh, It's got the spirit of that, like, uh, the, the beginning of the Jimmy and Amanda run for the New 52. It really kind of has that it's tone to it. It's very much Jimmy and Amanda. It's very fun. much. I oh, heard it's the fun. title. Yeah. yeah, the title was a botched job, but it doesn't yeah. represent it well. And The marketing yeah. was awful, too. Marketing, yeah. The movie itself was trash. The yeah, the trailers thing is awesome, but if it's yeah. if it's if it's pushed in position, it shouldn't have to be. You know, females yeah, no. are powerful on their own without telling you they are. They don't need this to you know just mm-hmm. do it. Don't talk about it, just do it. And yeah. I think if it would have done that, it would have hooked us in like uh, like Ryan Reynolds and freaking Deadpool did, right? It just sucked us in. We didn't expect it to be great. We just went and saw the thing, and it enveloped. It. But this one was like from the get go for me. It was in my face. I'm like, okay, I just want to go see the characters. Don't yell at me. I didn't do anything, you know. Yeah. But, well, Chris, yeah. Chris and I even said, um, you know, cause we, when I we both saw opening night, I was up in Maine with my kid. Um, we went after one of the Kevin Smith shows. That um, like we said, they they did Deadpool better than Deadpool did because they, they pulled yeah, they, they pulled the spear of the character right out of the books. It's it's a very much in that vein. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Warner Brothers has any stones when it comes to the movies. They yeah. either don't believe in the product itself and always have to do something to water it down. So you just said Deadpool. So Holly Quinn should have been rated R. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. You There's know, some pretty like, brutal, uh, like freaking bridesmaids. Scenes, you know, be like bridesmaids. It would be I funny, think- be edgy, but be you know. Harley I'll be curious to hear. Yeah, I'll be curious to hear your take on okay. it after you guys I'm watch it. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm seeing it now. I mean, I just got done watching the boys too, which I thought was that was that was insane. So it was good. insane. So good. Yeah, Did you watch yeah. that, Jake? I'm halfway through. I need to. I need to push it up. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And for a guy with ADHD, I don't finish anything, so it must be good if I finished it. Right? I usually go, ah, three episodes. I ask for this. <laughs> but this one was good, so I kept going. I was impressed at how close they stuck to the to the book. It they really the, did. It changed. It was still in the spirit of the book. I was impressed. Yeah, that one was good. That was really good. But I guess that was back to the point of how we how we get fans and how we keep them. And but there's a lot of snakes on on this plane. Let me tell you. Mm. A lot of damn snakes. I get it. Hmm. 
certainly. Jake, please. So we've got uh, we've got our regular Facebook page for the Hall of Comics. Uh, all our about and contact information is on there, as well as our website, which is simply the name of the store, thehallofcomics.com, and that'll tell you about the other venues that uh, John kind of discussed earlier. The two Zoom sales that we've started doing are all described on the the website. Uh, we also have a, a shop on eBay, which is designated as the real Hall of Comics. Mm -hmm. There's a doppelganger. Yeah, There's exactly. <laughs> and uh, we do have an Instagram account, which uh, mirrors, more or less mirrors what happens on our Facebook page. If you're of the, the social media. We're social you know, media whores. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, you're we're all good. right. Yeah, we're good at it. John, did I remember everything? No, no, it's good. And again, Jake runs all outside of the business. And without a guy like Ryan, like we can't, so Ryan is the behind the scenes. He's Scotty, right? The enterprise yeah. is smoking and we're out of everything. You know, he's, we need more power. And he's Ryan, the red shirt. He is. Yeah. Now Ryan. Definitely. Oh man. Ryan's Ryan's the grease man. You know, he's the amazing yen in, uh, in oceans 11. So that's Ryan. <laughs> Love you. Ryan has learned how to cold start the dilithium crystals without oh, crack. God, he's the man. Yep. The beryllium spear spear. <laughs> So, but thank you. No, I think we're great to go. Thank you guys. I really enjoy the show again. And uh, I enjoy you all coming in. The sport of shop has been great. And all the personal touches you guys put to it too. I really appreciate it. So best of luck to you guys too. Yeah. And your families and much love always. Same here. Okay. Thank you guys for taking the time. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Now, hold on. Before we let them go, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Did you want to ask them your question about your favorite rumor du jour now? your Gail Simone article and get their take on oh, what they would do. Yeah. 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 So uh -oh. there's some, there's a, uh -oh. there's some, there's some rumors on the interwebs, yeah. big fan of the interwebs, um, that there's some, uh, whether it's outside or inside that part's unsure. There's some push to possibly get Marvel and DC to do a little, little crossover again. What are your guys' thoughts on that? So I think that had been floated by all the fans online that what a way to celebrate once things get back up and running cool. again new comics that that would be a way of coming together and supporting the industry and celebrating i as far as i know it's strictly you know it, it's fantasy thinking it's a rumor part i hadn't heard about gail simone being saying anything about it but how awesome would that be i'd love be to see that yeah amazing. yeah that'd be a great to me maybe do a series of them and have image team up with another indie publisher and they put out one and boom just work a bunch of them together yeah. and you know we respect and appreciate everyone's all comics in there shake does a great job of data mining a lot of indie stuff so it'd be good to see them do something too then if that's the case is there a particular he, crossover you guys would want to see how about one well, from each of you my favorite thing that i've seen online chris was uh you probably all seen it, it's the scott snyder tweet that said uh if that happens he wants to write it and it would basically be batman versus everybody everybody <laughs> yeah. 
You know, that's a great question. Who haven't we seen in a great team-up format? I mean, Avengers and JLA, we saw a couple iterations of one good, one not so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I can't really think of any good team. I'm sure they come up with something good. Maybe do another Spider-Man, Superman one. Yeah. Like I'm the reading the uh, picked it off to oversized, really nostalgic. Oh my god, yeah. I'd love to see those again. Yeah. That'd be fun. I mean, Batman, yeah. Garcia Lopez. Uh, one. Yeah. I love that stuff. Hmm. That's why we do what we do. Is that type of that type of feeling and that type of moment when you're a kid opening up the giant size and or Muhammad Ali versus Superman and yeah. I got back into it. That was one of the first ones I went back and hunted down. I had it as a kid. That's and I just feeling. needed to get a copy of it. You know, it would blow everybody's minds if IDW hmm? with the Star Trek property and Marvel with the Star Wars property wow, that- pulled all the strings and gave us a Star Trek Star Wars crossover. Mm-hmm. DJ, uh, that's, on, that's on your plate to, to blow up now. Let's go. There we go. I mean, that's I already got... That's we want. <laughs> Start well, that I, rumor. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, right now I'm reading Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, and I didn't think it could get any better than that because those books, like, they're great books. Like, the story's awesome, like, especially if you're a 90s kid like me, but to do that, of course, if they do it nowadays, all you'd get would be, like, Picard and fucking Kylo Ren, and that's all the only characters you'd get because that's what's on TV, and it would be like, eh. <laughs> Kylo Ren's super hot right now. So hot I know, right yeah. Now. Just shirtless uh, Ren, though. Shirtless, shirtless Ren. Yeah, shirtless Ren and Picard, and just Ian McKellen's in the background in the, wine, in the winery, just, like, sipping tea or some shit like that. It could be interesting. It could be interesting. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian and Worf. That's what I want. That'd be that'd be nice. There we go. Mandalorian and Worf. That'd be good shit. That would be cool. That Star Wars and Star Trek thing. I think that's the idea. Since we've seen the heroes team up and they've seen them in different iterations, but I think that's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's dogs and cats. That's that's mass hysteria right there. So and you just let Abrams write the whole thing, right? Because he has both worlds. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Wow, the ultimate Ooh. mashup. There it is. Ooh, hmm. Intriguing. Although although there have been no Star Trek comic volumes that have done really well sales-wise. They have their hardcore fans, and you, know, you got a couple that do some blips for you, right? We had Picard did a series recently that people picked up, but not Star Wars. And I'm a Star Trek. As much as Jay, I'm a Star Trek before Star Wars guy. I will readily admit it. I love them both, but Star Trek to me is a different level of thinking and a different just yeah. the acting and what that show was and how it was put together. So we're both well, that ilk, but there's never been a comic book that even I want to really sit down and read a Star Trek one. Like, oh, I got to read well, this. It's, yeah. I haven't done a good well, job getting that feeling. I guess it's more feeling for Star Trek than it is. Well, because Trek has less action than Star Wars. Like there's no like, you know, fighters and lightsabers, and all this stuff. So it's more like dialogue and political driven. So I don't think it translates as well to like the page with like, you know, like the panel. Probably and stuff. Right. Just, Maybe. But, Painted covers. Love those. There we go. So. There you go. Yeah. It's for, for whatever reason that comic has never translated. That show's never I translated. Will say there's a, there's a uh, Deep Space Nine series coming out from IDW. And I was really caught off guard with the number of requests. We've been people coming out. Of- really? So there's probably a pent up demand then and they haven't delivered on it. But. Yeah. It's, it's so DJ said right when he saw the turtles teaming up with the Power Rangers. So that's a little bit outside my realm from an age standpoint. So I was, you know, I was in high school and above then. But it's amazing to see the the different sets of fans that get the crossover of their 
like when the Transformers fought against Green Lantern and people freaking out, like, oh, Jesus, that can't happen. Yeah. And the way that they do it, Batman in the Ninja Turtles was a huge hit. That was I enjoyed too, yeah. the first series and it was. I enjoyed it. But the stuff they churn up, it's amazing. They still come up with ideas. 75 years of this and they're still finding a way. Batman's yeah. done everything, hasn't he? I mean, much. he's done everything. He's predator, he's fought alien. Yeah, he's still so, mad at something, but yeah. it's so, it's so it's truly talented people coming up with ideas, the writers and the artists that keep us engaged because these yeah. things, it's, it really is crazy. So what you do is you take Star Trek and Marvel and you cross them over and you get the Invincible Tribble Girl and then everything is a wealth world. Hey, that's a variant. Tribble Girl. That's a variant. Yeah, it's a very, very covered. <laughs> Speaking of which, can I do through J. Scott Campbell. Yeah. There you go. That's a, a yeah, dream sexy, of that'd be a sexy triple, man. Jay Scott's doing the cover. Speaking of variant covers, you know, a totally unrelated topic. One thing I've seen from retailers that continues to amaze me is somehow they are offering variant covers for books that will might not ever come out. They're taking pre-orders They're taking, for these. Like what the Chrissy Zulu on one there? that just dropped today. I don't want to say yeah. anything. I just don't understand when you don't have any. There's no assurances these things are ever going to come out. Yeah. It's a people should, I don't know. But so those are oh. when I'm a retailer and we've done variants and we try to be conscientious of it from a couple of different ways, right? We don't dump our variants into boxes and like what of that. It is a, there is a respect that when you buy into a variant to us, that when you buy into our variant, you buy into the numbers and what we say that we're going to keep it strict and keep what you paid for it, that value. We're never going to dump it in a bunch. And we see this regularly. It's such a dirty, dirty thing. And it really doesn't help the market. It really, sure, it has its own market. And, you know, we can certainly play that out in the, in the speculators. And we do. And we respect all these people, right? We respect everybody that adds to the coffers and keeps the shop open. So I'm not going to be, but to just blatantly announce something and it, who the hell knows if, what the hell's going on in two months, let alone right. it just yeah. blows me away. So, but you guys do get some awesome covers. I must say yeah, some awesome some, covers, some good people. And we try to interact yeah. with those people and they've been really nice to come into the shop. So part of it is, yeah, you can slap part of the dirty variant game to me is just slapping a cover on a book to slap a cover on it. There's no other reason, right. but to just take your money. I have no affiliation. The, the artist isn't going to do a sh in shop. We let the artist be a part of the process and, Sure, we could do that. There's people that do it. And I, I'm not questioning anyone else's game. We're going to run our game and we'll respect everyone else's. But when it starts to really make ours look a little dirty, then I'm going to say something. So just, you know, just be wary out there. And if you're not getting something tangible today, then I really question it. Yeah. Good so, so cool. So as we, um, as we wrap up here, so, um, when's the next, uh, auction? Just so everyone knows, I mean, I'm sure it's on the, on the website also, but just so everyone knows, listen, when's the next auction? So episode 83 of the Hall After Dark, which is our, our original auction that continues to roll on. Uh, now it is on Zoom. That's going to be happening tomorrow night, which at this point is Monday, April 6th at 6.30. They happen almost every Monday evening from 6.30 to 8 on Zoom. And then it's not so much an auction, more of a straightforward sale is the Not Quite New Comics Wednesday that we do at 10 a.m., so it's good for you morning people. 10 a.m. on Wednesday, also on Zoom. Bye, Mary. There you go. Excellent. Eastern time. Eastern, Eastern. time. Yes.
April 13th. <laughs> there you go. Hit that auction up, people. Awesome. Well, you're going to have to edit out this one pretty good, right? We said goodbye three times now, so. Yeah, it's what we do. Nah, We're not right. big on like rules it. and restrictions and shit, so. so it's like a Actually, Springsteen concert. All right, well, time we're going to Hey, one guys. more. Next request. Let's do it. One more. One more song from the Philadelphia soundtrack. Actually, no, and as we're saying goodbye, we haven't even checked in on uh, Chris is doing a different hockey jersey every episode. Chris, oh, cool. what's the jersey What's the oh. jersey tonight? We got. Ah, uh, onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Very nice. That's good. I Very nice. Watching that. Very, Very cool. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. He still cool. owes us a story. Next time you guys see him, tell us he still owes us a story. Yeah, well, we've been bugging him. Yeah. That might be a good way to kick it off too. We finally get the end of that storyline. You know, when things get going again, Kevin will right? provide us with a. There we go. We keep we'll asking. Finish it. Yeah. Supposedly it's written. They're just waiting for the art. All right. Oh, really? So yeah. is uh, Walt doing it again? Who's doing Walt it? is yeah. doing it, and so now he's the holder. The secret stash is shut down. Same situation you guys are in, so he's got nothing but time. No excuse. Crazy. People stay <laughs> home. Everybody stay home and read comics. So just stay home. I don't care. Just stay go. home. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank Happy you, Easter. guys. Gentlemen, thank you, you both Happy for Easter. coming on. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, guys. Stay safe, guys. Take thank care. You too. Thank Bye, you. guys. Okay. So, top three this week. So, there's... There's been a little bit of rumor out there on the internet and everything you see now you have to take with an extreme grain of salt because there's no real, real news of anything of substance. So people just kind of making shit up. No. But there has been some inklings out there that a lot of people are have either heard grumblings or is pushing possibly for Marvel and DC to kind of get together once this is all said and done and maybe do a little bit of crossover work right. um, to try to boost the comic industry. So I was thinking, why don't we do top three team-ups you would want in a Marvel DC team-up? This would be like a short run, like, you know, five or six issues, yep. like a standalone story. Just two things you think would pair well together for a good story. And right. uh, we'll skip honorable mentions today. We'll just go right into the top three. Take awesome. it away, Sean. So the, the first thing that popped to mind was kind of obvious. Um, uh, two rich guys with different uh, technological and, and mental skills. So this thing uh, Chris Davis and Mark Zuckerberg are combo characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Batman and Black Panther. Um, you know, lots of you know, lots of different opportunities there, but but the the idea of Gotham and Wakanda's greatest, you know, uh, technological rich brains uh, going to bat in the dark. You know, with their own flavors of of dark costumes and and energy, and their own incredibly sharp wits, and you know, it just it just feels like a great miniseries waiting to happen. I don't care what they do; just the huh. detective work and the and the fighting seems like a straight yeah. up win. That's um, that's really good. I didn't think you were going to go with Black Panther. <laughs> no, that isn't where I was thinking either. That's that's um, good. We'll got them further, but. Yeah, we're we'll gonna go Gotham forever. Where's how do I make a G? Yeah. <laughs> um, Can you yeah, picture so Bruce that, putting up with any of that shit the first time the arm cross happens? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's gone. He, if he, Batman can get some kind of Bruce, if yeah. he can get some kind of like a uh, what's the what's the metal called from back uh, vibra- there? Vibranium. Vibranium. Sorry, I'm drawing a on my head shot today. Oh um, yeah, just think of, of vi- the tech exchange. Vibranium right? weave bat suit. Oh. Son. <laughs> Son, if they live in the same universe, yes. to the point where there can be a crossover, 
Batman already has it. Yeah, they and they he already find, knows how to put down the cat. They they and they need to figure out how <laughs> to form it. a you know a, a Wayne Wakanda conglomerate. You know, right? I mean, come on, Wayne Enterprises Wakanda yeah. division. Yeah, in fact, maybe they come together to help a global pandemic that is affecting. The mm. citizens of you know well everywhere. Um, That's an but, expensive song to get for the movie, so be careful. <laughs> that's big dollars to license that one. All right, so that's my number three: Batman, Black Panther. <laughs> Excellent. Um, my number three also includes The Dark Knight, Not but I want Batman and Moon Knight. Oh yeah, Ooh. I was thinking take the Marvel version of Batman, which a lot of people yeah. talk about, but it's the yin and yang. So you were co- you were talking about the like costumes, yeah. both Dark Avengers kind of thing. Yeah. I'm thinking more of the spy versus spy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one white, one black, and it's very much put them up against the Riddler or somebody like that in one of those yeah, absolutely. type mystery. Mm-hmm. But again, more of the detective work yes. than anything else. Yep. Nice, nice. Um, my number three, I went with Thor and the New Gods. Oh, that's, Ooh. yeah, that'd be very different direction, but like yeah. obviously a great combo. So some kind of, you know, dark side Steppenwolf threatens um, above, beyond, you know, their territory. They get into the, mm. the realms and they threaten Asgard. So yeah, yeah. maybe like Thor and Beta Ray Bill and Adam Strange and all that. And that could be kind of cool. They kind of live in the same, not the same, but it's, it's a very similar, it's similar enough where they could kind of piece it together, I think. Right. Yeah. So that'd be cool. You would get a ton of Kirby homage covers there too. Oh yeah, it'd be worth it just for tons that. Tons and tons. Yeah, excellent. That that sounds awesome. All right, uh, my number two. Um, mm. I think it's a great combo. Harley. I'm Quinn liking the Sean Rocket. dance. Yeah, sorry, my back is killing That's me. That's okay. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of start going with you. So my uh, my number two is Harley Quinn Rocket Raccoon. That's awesome. So, so of course, I love the the Palmiati Connor yeah. run, and one of the things I loved was her interaction with the various non human characters. Her, Just the, you the can beaver, say, right? You like the her beaver, talking to the beaver, yeah. talking to the beaver, and that made me think Bruce. of what if yeah. the beaver talked back, had the brilliance oh, and God. bravery of Rocket Raccoon. I mean, come on. In her mind, the beaver is clearly talking back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no question. The beaver, I mean, in my mind, ah. the beaver lives. So so now imagine an actual so live action crossover of these two, right? With Bradley Cooper going back and forth with Margot Robbie and it's gold. Jimmy and Amanda like would it. need to do the series though. It would need yes. Jimmy and Amanda doing it. Yep, yeah. oh, absolutely. That'd yep. be insane. Insane. Yeah. I like that. Wow, you put a lot more thought in this. Yeah. I just put like my number two is just something fucked up that I wanted to see on screen, yeah, <laughs> or on the pages. Yeah. Um, so I want an Alpha Flight Doom Patrol crossover. Oh yeah, that is amazing. Canada's yeah. greatest hero. I want Puck interacting with all of the members of the Doom Patrol, <laughs> <laughs> just as random as could possibly be one because you don't see Alpha Flight anymore ever. Yeah, and I don't nah, know why you know. that was one that I read when I was younger. Probably because that's what was left on the racks, and when my uncle was cleaning them off, that's what I got. Yeah. But and the Doom Patrol is still in my head because I just went back and rewatched some of those episodes. Mm, I that still thing was so seen messed them. up. Oh I, oh, I loved it. It was excellent. So good. Two dick. Yes. Okay. So hold on, I'm just gonna switch headphones real quick because my headphones are bugging me. Oh. 
Sorry, sorry, everyone was going Bluetooth and my big cans, it's too hot in my office, so I had to... I don't want to hear about your big cans. No, we're not talking about sorry. your can. Yeah. I, paid good, I paid good money for them. Okay, so my number two is a, my number two is a cheat. Okay. So, because I picked, I, I picked a trio. So, basically, whatever, whatever, whoever you want to have the protagonist be, there's someone that does something that needs to be hunted down. So, you put together the team of Etrigan the Demon, Logan, and Craven to hunt the guy down. <laughs> All right, that would um, I, I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, just because you know I, I got a, I had to get a, like a a non hero character in there, yeah. and um, I think just Etrigan and Wolverine would work nice as it is. Then you got to throw Craven in there too because I just felt like throwing Craven in there. Uh, can we I'm make sold. it a Marvel movie and just have invaders coming out of the sky? Yep, we can do that. That works. Cool. I'll allow it. I'm in. <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. Uh, so my number one. Um, I've talked in the past about my love for uh, Damian Wayne Robin. So Damian Wayne Robin and Deadpool. So. Okay. Wow. Okay. Explain. Part part of the objective is all the gold that will come from Deadpool breaking the third, breaking the fourth wall, but also crapping on Damian Wayne making innuendos about Dick Grayson and uh, Tim <laughs> Drake and, you know, and him and Robin having to be Deadpool's sidekick. And, you know, it just, it just feels like a team up that I want to watch and listen to. Like why aren't you wearing the little green boots and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just gold. Where, where's the shark repellent? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, Good stuff. All, all of that. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like it. All right. Um, for my number one, I'm going the Battle of the Titans. I want to see Thanos versus Darkseid. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, all uh, the minions that's going to lay some waste. Versus, oh. Let's settle it once and for all and find out who the true mightiest being in all of the universe is. Darkseid. That's how I would go with it, but... Then again, so, I'm a DC that's a good punk, one. so so yeah, exactly. What about all the heroes on either side? What are they doing during this time? That's the thing you don't you wouldn't even need the heroes in this story. Correct. No. You have enough I mean, of a cast of characters where this is off Earth. Yeah, you could have like you know Eben Ma and the Black uh, the Black Order and like Big Birth Bertha and uh, yeah, you get Bertha and that kind of stuff. Miracle, Steppenwolf and, and yeah, yeah, you got all, all those the guys. Apocalypse Apocalypse yeah. versus Thanos' crew. That'd be sick. That would yep. be an awesome series. That'd be, be amazing. It would make better statues, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always comes back to the toys. Yep. Yeah, I know. Okay, so my number one actually have a purpose to it. So if they were to do something like this, you'd have to have some kind of diversity because they always have to change something up to make it more politically correct. Yep. So what if you did a six-part mm-hmm. miniseries where you retell Wonder Woman's origin or like her first run, but during the war, instead of falling in love with Steve Trevor, she falls in love with Peggy Carter. And you have Wonder oh, Woman yeah. and Agent Carter. So is it a love triangle with Steve Rogers? Or no, Steve Rogers no. not part of the picture? Nope, it's just Peggy Carter and Wonder Woman. She instead of latching on to Steve Trevor, I'm, she meets Peggy Carter in the war and they and they latch on and they and that's her that's her drive. That's her that's her hook. I mean, I still get, miss Agent Carter the series. I'd love to see that combo. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you put the two of them in a in a movie together, oh, yeah. the live action ones. But yeah. I think I mean it, it'd be good because you get like that, you know, you get that LBGTQ kind of hook, and <laughs> there's some. Is that is that what it is, right? I like yeah. DJ being politically correct. Yeah, 
Well, no, that was, I, I'm that was ham-handed, but but you you pulled it off. I, I approve. Yeah, yeah. but I but you it would be a good story, I think, because I yeah. think like Steve Steve Trevor is just Peggy Carter in pants for the most part. Yes, Peggy Carter is actually I think a more badass than Steve Trevor, and but you could I even like, go like yeah. What I say, what if you what, you could even go like full what if and have like Peggy Carter with the serum like kind of thing in Wonder Woman, you know? So they're oh, oh, that's, just, you know, that's they're even love. better. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're it's a love story, but they're also kicking the shit out of everything with the German flag on it. Well, but awesome. then you're talking about Peggy Carter, Captain America, and yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, you could Woman, do that, or Captain which is yeah. yeah, 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 Ooh, oh, yeah. Captain Britain. There you yeah, go. There you go. Yeah, bingo. And that, like, I mean, just think, just think of the the the, the Adam Hughes covers. <laughs> oh, Bing! Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sold. Yep. Done. Right. Give me that book. Give me that yep. book. Okay. Nice. Like so, it. all right. Okay. So, Sean had Batman and Black Panther, Harley Quinn and Rocket Raccoon, which I want the most out of all of them. I think, um, and Damian Wayne and Deadpool. Yep. Chris had uh, Batman and Moon Knight, Alpha Flight and the Doom Patrol, which would be the weirdest fucking thing ever put on pages, and Thanos versus Darkseid, finally matching up the two, the biggest of the bads. I did uh, Thor and Asgard and the New Gods, Logan, Etrigan the Demon, and Craven, and uh, Wonder Woman and Peggy Carter, whether it's normal Peggy Carter or yeah. Cap Peggy Carter, either way. So, yep. Awesome, awesome. It. Yeah, that was, a, that was fun. Yep. That's a, like the, for the ones we actually, we all did something, and it's, yep. it, it's actually, that, that's good. That would, that would all work. That would all work yeah. pretty good. So. I agree. Okay. Definitely. Awesome. So everyone, thanks for uh, tuning in. Go ahead and uh, hit like and subscribe if you're seeing it on YouTube. If you're on one of your podcast sites, just uh, please leave a review or subscribe. Uh, Give us a rating. Uh, Don't be nice. Be gentle. (laughs) Um, If if you don't know where to find us, um, for some reason, uh, audio-wise, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, everywhere, whatever. And um, follow us on Twitter, at FMen37. We have some... uh, Yeah, go ahead. Before we leave, I want to make sure yep. to thank Jake and Johnny from the Hall of Comics, yes. Southboro, Massachusetts. Hallacomics.com. Hit them up. Yep. Look for them. They've got an eBay store. They've got an online store. Um, absolutely check them out. Uh, throw them some business. And uh, we really appreciate them spending time with us today. Yeah, definitely. And no matter where you are, if you're not obviously in our area, whenever all this shit's over with, please go out and go to your local comic store, buy a couple back issues, buy something off the rack. It's they'll appreciate yeah, it. It's good. Support them. Any, they're gonna need the. They're gonna need yeah. the help after all this. Yeah, yeah. any small it's business you can. And um, coming up the next couple weeks, a quick plug: we got some special uh, episodes in the works, possibly a, a live AMA episode and something else cool coming down the tracks. So just uh, stay tuned on Twitter. Have a good night, everybody. See you later, guys. Have a good one.